Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. By the way, we've closed the voting. One song jumped out to an early lead. The other rallied to win. Last second buzzer beater. Who's cutting? Who's advancing? Advance? Survive? I move on. I personally would vote for, for BTO taking care of business. Who did it? Who who came back and won? Favor, what do you think? The little guy ah. rallied at the end. Cooper. All right. All right. Oh, it's it's kind of perfect. That's what Sean happens. Payton, no more Mr. Nice Guy. I like that. That's what happens when you put, uh, you know, you put a voice battle in the uh, America's Got Talent together and make them go to <laughs> toe-to-toe. We will get to the uh, semifinals. Coming up here in uh, just a little bit. But let's jump into the denversports.com front page. My man DMAC writing what it was like behind the scenes at the Sean Payton press conference. And his question to Payton about Russ not having a personal coach anymore in the building. How that went viral. And people talking about it. And... Why and and why is that such a big thing? And and Dmac's opinion that he writes about is is that it, it comes down to the question asked: Why do so many people not like Russ? He gives his theories. You can re- right. read about it at DenverSports.com. What do you, what do you think is why have so many people seemingly relished the idea of? Jumping on Russ, mm. uh, poking fun of Russ, or in this case, yeah, yeah, take away his privileges. Um, because the thing that we love to do, our second favorite thing is putting guys on pedestals, throwing them up there, throwing shine on them. Our first favorite thing to do is knock them off the pedestal. I, I just think that people look at Russ. Um, and they see all the little cliche things and it becomes more about my brand than the brand. And I think that irritates people. You know, it's, it's the old saying. And one of the things that makes the NFL great is we root for that laundry, right? The, the old saying, the name on the front of the jersey is more important than the name on the back. And with Russ, it just feels like the name on the back of the jersey is what I'm really about. And people love, people want him to be team-first oriented. And he may be, but the outward appearance is 
inauthentic, and he's not. And so that's why people loved the the feeling of him getting a not yanked in his chain. Mm-hmm. They love that. It's the inauthentic nature, and it's also the idea that, hey, you put yourself above team. Correct. And if you're going to put yourself above team, you better play better than anybody on that team. Exactly. Right. And when you put yourself above team and then you play like crap, yeah, we're going to we're going to enjoy knocking you down a peg. Right. Right? Okay. That's one side of it. All right. The other side of it is written by me. By the way, D-Mac and I did not plan this, but it it worked out kind of perfectly. Uh At denversports.com, you can write about uh, how it's unfair for Russell Wilson to be labeled a villain in Broncos country. The point that I make is that Sean Payton has been welcomed like a conquering hero. Right. Well, in any good story, what do you need when you have a hero? Yeah, you need a villain. You need a villain. And Russell Wilson, in this case, has been portrayed as the villain. I think that's unfair. And I make my case why it's unfair while acknowledging everything you just said and we just talked about. I don't think Russell Wilson's a villain. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's probably guilty of not really getting it at times. But I think we all have people in our lives that we can all agree. We look at and go, wow, that dude, that lady just doesn't seem to read the room properly. Right. Right. Doesn't make him a bad person. Yeah. And I think Russ... At his core is a good person. I think he means well. I think he works hard. And I think in this case, he was enabled in Seattle. This stuff started in Seattle. Now, he may have asked for certain things. He may have demanded certain things. Mm -hmm. The Seahawks and Pete Carroll didn't have to grant those wishes. They could have said uh, no, but they did. They enabled him. And you know how it works, human nature. I'd ask anybody out there if all of a sudden you were in a position where the people you work for, the competing companies that would like to hire you are saying, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. Are you going to turn it down? And are you going to probably start to, uh, in the words of the great Joel Klatt, smell yourself a little? Yeah. You probably will. But I don't think that makes you a villain, especially if you're now able to acknowledge, yeah, all right, we got to change things up. And by all accounts, Russell was okay with the idea of losing some of those privileges, not having the people around the building as much at the end of the season. Right. Played much better and would appear that he's very open-minded to everything that's coming down the pike here with Sean Payton. So I don't think he should be labeled a villain, and it sure feels like that's the way he's being portrayed in the uh, hero's welcome that Sean Payton's getting. Well, you understand why. And you understand that we want our athletes to be completely sold out and committed to team. Team, team, team. Not the threes, but the Broncos. And so I understand why people feel that way. I understand why that was the feeling in in Seattle. And I understand why, you know, there's a lot of... It's not just us here at the station. It is everybody. And it's the national media and the guys that he played with in Seattle that couldn't wait. To pounce, like they have been waiting for him not to play well so they could pounce. And they did all last season. I mean, everybody took their shot. So, you know, that that just tells me that you've done a lot of things to incite those folks. 
at denversports.com. Andrew Mason, who's down in Phoenix at the Super Bowl, had a chance to talk to Fox Sports' Jay Glazer, who described Sean Payton this way. Called him, quote, a little evil genius. Hmm. Is that a good way to describe Sean Payton? A uh, little evil genius? Yeah, I think that's... I, I like that. I like that description. Um, Really, like, understanding the game, understanding how to attack people, understanding all that stuff. And, yeah, so there is that aspect to it. And, and I will say this about Sean. When it comes to competition, no, he just doesn't want to beat you. He wants to embarrass you and he'll do it you know with class and he'll say the right things but deep down inside you know he's got that he's got that attitude that I think everybody that gets to this level has like that I'll be gracious in a loss Mm -hmm. but I'm a real jerk when it comes to winning like he'll there's an underlying snarkiness that I appreciate well in my column I wrote that for the first time since Gary Kubiak left, the Broncos have a real coach. Mm-hmm. But really, I picked up on a a real strong Mike Shanahan vibe mm. as I was listening to yeah. Sean Payton. And I, Mike Shanahan has that same like kinda, that yeah. yeah that same little evil genius thing. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. There's no except he's the mastermind. Right, same thing. Same thing. Mastermind, evil genius. It's all. You know, it's all the villain that's going to take over the world. <laughs> right. Right. In right. every in every kid's cartoon. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Shanahan, Peyton. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I see that. Rue, yeah. Shanahan. Rue, Shanahan. Peyton. They're all the same. Dr. Evil. Yeah. They, uh, all, Megamind. They're, yeah. They're, they're all, all there. Yeah. yeah. They're all the same. Sure. Identical. Mm-hmm. One more at denversports.com. And this one uh, is written... By Jake Shapiro. Uh, excuse me, Will Peterson. Michael Porter Jr. says he wants to see Bones Highland on the floor. Now, MPJ coming from a place where um, he's friends with Bones. Sure. And they've had a similar track, right? He's got Bones' back. Yeah. But he he makes the point that the Bron- the Nuggets are better off with Bones Highland on the floor. Bones Highland in a one forty six to one twelve game didn't play last night. Yeah, Bones Highland's going to be traded before the deadline sure. tomorrow. Uh, do the Nuggets need Bones Highland? Should they change anything with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow? They don't need Bones Highland. They've proven that. When was the last time the guy played? Um, they've proven they don't need him. And Again, I think this comes down to can we get a veteran guy that is a role player that can give us quality minutes, whether it's four minutes or 18 minutes. He's going to come in there and do what we ask him to do. Like that, that to me is, is basically what you're asking. And that's kind of where I'm at right there. So I, I listen, I love, I love. I love the fact that your teammates are supporting you and all that stuff. But the bottom line is you need a couple of guys that can defend the perimeter and knock down a shot or two if asked. But if they're asked not to shoot the ball and just play defense, 
they are A-OK with that because they're all about winning a championship. The Nuggets absolutely should go out and add and not worry about disrupting anything because take a page from your your neighbors in the building. The Avalanche, <laughs> they were stacked last year. They were stacked. Mm-hmm. We knew that. Yes. But they still went out and added pieces at the trade deadline. Right. The great teams back in the early 2000s that Joe Sackick played on did yeah. the same thing. They were never content. They always went out and added. Made sure you added the right kind of sure, sure. player, person, somebody that was going to fit in the room. But you, you, you always want to continue to add, if you can, at the trade deadline if you think you got a team that can win it all. The other thing it does is it gives everybody in that room a real boost to have a respected veteran come into the room. It mm-hmm. just kind of, you know how it yeah. would be. It just kind of changes the energy in the room. It, it elevates everybody. It's a little energy boost. Plus, it also... Not that the, the players necessarily need it, but it's also a reminder, hey, the people upstairs believe in us. Right. Yeah. Ownership. Yeah. And believes and, in us. Right. And they want to help us. And you have a strong enough locker room that you can move an all time favorite, a guy like Soda Burger. Yeah. And you're not getting free soda and burgers anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta pay for them mm-hmm. and you can overcome that loss. Talk about a move that could have ripped a team apart. Yeah. What? We're no longer gonna have free burgers and soda? <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm done with this place. I've had enough. DenverSports.com, the front page, all the stories. Check it out. And uh, let us know. Let us know what you think. Content's free to you. Always updated throughout the course of the day. Before we get to it. Now, a quick program. You know, Joel Klatt normally joins us right now. Joel is under the weather. Noted germaphobe, Joel Klatt. Oh, my gosh. A germ managed to... Infiltrate, infiltrate infiltrate the uh yep, impenetrable normally wall. yes he sleeps he sleeps like in a giant body condom <laughs> he just rolls into it yes every night it's like a hyperbaric chamber this is a stunner yeah this germ this cuz i'm only, i'm going to assume it was just one germ right it's a super germ. It's a super germ. This germ ought to feel really proud of itself. Right. Because whatever that germ was that got, that penetrated the mm-hmm. impenetrable mm-hmm. sleep sack that mm-hmm. Joel encases himself mm-hmm. in. It's easier to get on your island than it is to make oh, yeah. Joel Klatt sick. Yes. Yeah, you are correct. So, Joel, under the weather, uh, will join us probably Friday, which will be great because that'll be a, a, a big day as we uh, get set for Super Bowl weekend. So, no Joel Clapp, but we do have a special interview that we want to uh, share with you in a second. But it's time now for the semifinals as we figure out the Sean Payton song that we're going to play anytime that we hear from Sean Payton moving forward. And these are all suggestions. By the way, don't blame us, okay? Some of you are like, oh, I don't like the suggestion. These were the most popular suggestions over a three-hour show yesterday from our listeners. Mm-hmm. So if you're unhappy, blame your fellow listeners. Everything's being voted on by uh, you guys out there. So here we go. The first semifinal matchup voted on here. Here we go. Hey, a little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation is satisfaction in the media. Yeah. A little more fight, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth, open up your heart. A little more bite, a little less bark. I like let's that. Go, I let's like go to that. town. I like that. Yeah. We heard that a lot from Sean Payton the other day. Little less conversation, little, little more, more action. action. So we've got uh, Elvis versus... 
Honestly, I think this one should be around. Should be around. I think I, I should agree. be around. I think I. We agree shall with see. You. We shall see. Elvis versus Rocky. Joel Walsh, Rocky Mountain West. Yes. Okay. Folks, 303-713-1043 as uh, picked by you guys, as voted on by you guys to see who is the uh, song for Sean Payton. We'll uh, have the other semifinal, then the finals coming up here before we get out of here. Roman Harper uh, was part of the first team in New Orleans that Sean Payton coached. They came in together. Harper ended up spending nine years there, two-time Pro Bowl safety, has now gone on. He's doing the the whole television thing. He was an analyst for the Saints for a couple years. Now he's with the SEC Network. We had a chance to visit with him way, 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 way at the beginning of the show. And uh, Mark began by asking, hey, what are we getting in Sean Payton? Well, my experience uh, was kind of what you just said. Uh, it was the sense of confidence. But at the end of the day, like you do have to have this respect or fear factor that your head coach brings to you. And because uh, that ultimately you, you don't want you, you got to have that respect uh, from coach to player, coach to coach and player to player. If any organization or team wants to win long term, that's what the the kind of characteristic of any championship style team is. And Sean understands that he's a real he grew into a player's coach. But when he got there in 06, dude was kind of crazy. I mean, training cramp was awful in Millsaps. It was hard, but it really kind of set the foundation of everything we were able to accomplish uh, for all those years and what the New Orleans Saints has now become. Because before I got there in 06, it was never anything good said about the New Orleans Saints. But once we got there, now the Saints are one of the better organizations that are able to go out and get free agents and do some other things. Those are things that have never been said about Denver. So Denver already has a great foundation and tradition. Now you just got another great head coach that's able to hopefully put together this team and get them all going in the same direction. Because right now, from the outside looking in, it looks like it was a more of a fractured locker room and not just about talent or winning, but more about the fractures inside of that thing. So if they get it fixed and squared away, Mark, you, you know good things can happen when you got a good coach. Yeah, well, obviously here, you know, a lot of talk about Russell Wilson and, you know, fixing Russell Wilson. So your experience with Sean Payton, and obviously he's been an offensive guy, and you guys always had a, a you know a really good offense. But I think one of the things that probably got um, overshadowed was how good that defense has been for many many years. So um, his ability to relate to players, his ability to morph his system into that player's strengths to allow that player to blossom and to shine. Tell us a little bit about that. Well. It's very important. So Sean is going to always, you're going to hear him talk about it. He's always going to talk to his team as players about having a vision for each player that's in this locker room. So, it, you know, and does that vision match up with the player's vision? And he's made mistakes on these things in the past. And the one example is Rob Ninkovich, right? We drafted him in 2006 with me. We drafted him in the fifth round. And, you know, they had him as this one vision, but they couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And he still regrets the fact that he let him walk out of the building twice and ended up playing nine, ten years for the New England Patriots, winning a couple of Super Bowls, because they had a better vision for that player than what he did. So each player on that roster has to have the same type of vision. They need to make sure they have a vision for these guys so now you see a future, you're able to build those relationships. The One of the best things that Sean will always do is talk about complementary football, where it's offense, defense, special teams. And he, one of the best things I was ever that I learned from him is that you will never go into a game feeling like an underdog, and it's because he's going to be able to draw you up and tell you exactly throughout the week how we're going to win this game. This week, it may be, hey, defense, we need you, all right? Offense, 
a punt is not a bad thing, right? No turnovers. I don't need any extra yards. Can't get the ball on the ground when you're playing guys like Peanut Tillman who's going to punch the ball out. Always aware of your surroundings and things like that. And then another week, he's like, hey, I got this one, guys. Like, defense, we got to be good in the red zone, but I'm going to put up 35. I got this defensive coordinator's number. Trust me. I love the game plan. And he'd be right about that, too. So it's all about, how you know, setting yourself up. And he's the most confident coach I've ever been around. I mean, borderline cocky. I mean, he's pretty arrogant at times. Just let's be flat out with it. That's my guy. Love him to death. But that is what I kind of like out of him. That's kind of like the uh, attributes that I actually love the most about him. Roman Harper, nine uh, nine years with the Saints, and Sean Payton, two-time Pro Bowl safety, uh, joining us. So as you look back on your time with the Saints, a, a New Orleans Saints team was best described as what? Mm, oh, man. I mean, it just depends on the year because, you know, it's a year-to-year thing. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that's such a broad uh, – I would say, you know, I, I thought we knew who we were. In the good years, we were – like, we knew who we were. We were tough. We were smart. You don't beat yourselves, you know, and you have to have the alignment right from the top of the organization to the bottom. And, and when everybody's pulling in the same direction, you're going to get success. And that was one of the great things and unique things about New Orleans. It was such a family atmosphere run thing that most people in Louisiana all love the Saints and all want to see them do well. And so there's not a lot of individual contractors inside that building. Everybody's pulling for the same team. And I think if you have that in Denver, which I just assume you do, I know you got new ownership and all that stuff's going to take its time to kind of weed itself out. But if this is their coach, I love to hire. And I think Sean's going to get it going. I think Sean wanted a new challenge. I think things have started to get a little stale in New Orleans. Maybe he was doing, I don't know, but it's a good look for him. And uh, I look forward to maybe trying to get out there and visit you guys uh, while he's out there, man. I got to check on him, and hopefully he'll let me in the building, which I know he will, but it'll be good to see. (laughs) Well, we'll go over there together and knock down the doors, Roman. Hey, uh, real quick, just you know, from a defensive perspective, a lot of people have talked to me about, well, you know, he's, he's, you know, arrogant or he's this or he's that. And one of the things that um, when I was doing some stuff with you guys and rolling out there to training camp and doing some consulting in the offseason, one of the things that always blew me away about him was how much he loved his players. And it always seemed every year, like you go downstairs in the locker room and downstairs where the players hang out, it is plush. It is The, the facility is unbelievable. You walk upstairs, they yeah. haven't changed that carpet since the 70s. Like the coaches <laughs> live, it's like slumlords up there compared to what you guys are doing. So I've always felt like that was a direct reflection on Sean and how he cared for his players. What was your sense about him and, and the way he treated you guys as players? Well, I was spoiled, Mark. I, I didn't realize it until I went somewhere else in Carolina for two years. So, you know, when I, we first got to New Orleans, New Orleans was not – it wasn't great. The facilities had not been up to date, all these other things. And he changed it all. He got the lunchroom better and to up, upgraded as he's traveled and seen all these other things. He got all the rooms changed to where now they're stadium style. He went all around college where you know it's just an arms race for recruiting mm-hmm. and picked out the best and said, this is what I want in this building. We got to do it for the players. We want that we expect the best out of them. Let's give them all the best. We got all kinds of different things in the the treatment rooms. You got all the cryotherapies. You got all the sleep tanks. You got all the cold stuff when it's training camp. I mean, he literally has changed everything inside that locker room two or three times over. He brought barber shop, barber chairs into the locker room. He really did it all. And it was all because he wanted it and expected the best out of his 
player, so I'm going to give you the best. Not only that, but and I know, Mark, you would appreciate this, is that, hey, when you're a veteran, you're five, six years, you're in first class, right? Mm-hmm. You're not sitting in the back. Like the coaches, you're in the back. Well, not in the back, but you're in the middle, but you ain't in first class. And so for the older veteran guys, they all get first class status on the flights, which always feels good to come in and make your rookies bring in your chicken and the food and then tell them to get in the back. That was always one of the best things. All right, now get out of here. You don't get to be up here with us. So um, Sean appreciates the little things. And like I said, he grew to be a player's coach, man. When he first got there, he was much, much harder. And all of a sudden he knew who he had in his foxhole. And he trusted the guys around. He trusted his coaching staff to coach his guys and coach us hard. But look, who doesn't want to be coached hard? Who doesn't want to compete at the highest level? And competition in practice will be high. And so, so then when you get in the game, it's not as easy. Nobody's as frantic because we've already competed against the best of the best, which is our number one offense versus hopefully the number one defense that will continue to be seen in the Denver Broncos. So it'll be really interesting to see, Mark, the difference that you see or notice just by practice or just by feel of this locker room or this program that Sean's going to build. I'm looking forward to it because I know he's looking forward to it And uh, after talking to him uh, since then. Roman Harper, nine years with Sean Payton in New Orleans as a safety, was there, both of them together, year one, and great perspective on uh, how Sean Payton built it all up and what he was like at the beginning and what he was like at the end. Good stuff there from Roman Harper on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Coming up next, we'll uh, give you the results as we move through the Sean Payton March Madness-style bracket for his song, Your Choices, Your Votes. We'll get to that. Plus, does Sean Payton need to already start putting together a plan for life after Russ? That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. The big game is this weekend, and DenverSports.com has your chance to win $500 cash. Play the Superbook Sports Big Game Challenge. Make your predictions for Philly and KC, and you've got a shot to win $500. Play for free at DenverSports.com slash challenge. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is this that you're so... You're so... Big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake. Big. Huge. Terry Bradshaw, part of the uh, Fox broadcast team, was uh, doing the rounds yesterday. Howie Long, um, Jay Glazer. And uh, naturally, they were asked about Sean Payton, who's mm-hmm. been working there. And Bradshaw said that, uh, hey, you know, Payton will be great for Russell Wilson if he's willing to listen to him. But Bradshaw also dropped the little nugget that, according to him, Bradshaw, Payton had reservations about taking this job because of Russ. Not the first time that we heard that. Colin Coward suggested it as well. Sure. So Payton said all the right things. But is he really looking forward to... Coaching Russell Wilson, does he really think he can fix Russell Wilson? Or is he already devising a plan for life after Russ? Mm. Um, 
So, you know, the old adage, two things can be true at once. I think you are looking forward to the challenge. Um, you're looking forward to getting Russ to play well again. you got to believe, like Sean said, and there is no question, Russ works hard. But there's a difference between hard work and smart work. Big difference. So he works hard. Now we're going to turn that or channel that hard work into things that are going to be beneficial to you. We're going to work hard together, but we're going to work and channel those things into hard work on the things you are going to do for me. Not the things that we're not going to do. You know, we're not we're not operating in bizarro world like we did last year, you doing things you can't do. So I think that's I think that's the big difference, Mike, is they're going to, you know, they're going to line that up to the things that that Russ does well. And at the same time, you know, you're building your roster for the future. You've got to address your offensive line. One of the things that always impressed me about Sean and about Mickey Loomis is they understood probably better than most the battle that is trench warfare, and they addressed that over the course of their drafts. There was always another offensive or defensive lineman that they were drafting, much like the Philadelphia Eagles. Think about, you know, think about what they've gone through. They they lost their guy that was a, a big time guard for them. Brooks, you know, had the he had injury issues, and you know he he just had some tough times mentally. Um, but they had already drafted and developed guys. They took Andre Dillard a couple of years ago in the first round out of Washington State, who's a backup, perennial backup that's never really gotten a chance to play long-term minutes, but he's played guard and tackle when he has played. They went out and got Mylotta, um as a developmental player out of the international system, the international feeder system. Um, Cam Jurgens, they drafted him even though, you know, Jason Kelsey is still playing at an all-pro level. Like, they have done a really good job of continuing to develop and continuing to feed that pipeline. And so Sean did that in New Orleans as well with his guys. You know, Ruiz was a guy that was a first rounder. You already had guys. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, they've done a, they've done a really good job with those, those elements of their football team because they know ultimately that's what wins and loses. That, that battle of attrition in there is what wins and loses games. Yeah, I never bought the idea that Sean Payton was hired to fix Russell Wilson. He was brought in here with the idea of fixing the Denver Broncos and building something long-lasting uh, with the idea he's going to be here for a while. So his first challenge mm-hmm. is to try to fix Russ. But it's not like if he doesn't fix Russ, you're moving on from Sean Payton. This is all about Russ. Russ, you have to fix yourself with Sean Payton helping you. But if it doesn't work out... We move on from you, Russ. Yeah. That's why I think Peyton has to be looking at this as, yeah, I'm going to try to fix Russ, and I believe I can. But I have to start formulating a plan just in case. And one of the reasons why I love the idea of Peyton being the guy is because this is this is a guy who I trust as one of the top three or four offensive minds in football to, to put together a pretty good quarterback plan. Yeah. And so... Here's what I I believe they need to do. They only have six picks. I know. They don't have much draft capital. Mm -hmm. And they have issues they need to address. But, Mark, they got to use one of their third, they have two, or their fourth 
on a quarterback. They have to draft a, yeah. a, a quarterback that Peyton looks at and says, you know what, I see something there. He's not ready to walk in and play right now. Mm-hmm. But that's the idea of the khaki pants quarterback. Rather than overdrafting a quarterback in the first round that you still have to develop and still hope that he works out. Don't don't kid yourself. Mm-hmm. All these first-round quarterbacks, you're still hoping that there's a, a certain amount of luck involved. But find a quarterback. And I reached out to our guy, Cecil Lammy, and I asked him specifically. I He's more of an expert than anybody else is here right. when it comes to looking at some of these people. I said, give me a list of khaki pants quarterbacks that they could possibly get in the third or fourth round and because they don't have a second-round pick. So he sent me uh, three guys, Jaron Hall from BYU, Jake Hafner from Fresno State, and Aiden O'Connell from Purdue, who he says is his favorite. Mm-hmm. So draft one of those guys. Yeah. Draft one of those guys as a developmental quarterback with the idea that we're going to start developing young quarterbacks if and when it doesn't work out with Russ. Remember, now, Sean Payton said this. You know, he, he took some grief for it at the time. And it hasn't necessarily worked out that way. But he said, you know, people were worried about the retirement, the pending retirement of Drew Brees and asked him what he's going to do with the quarterback. And he goes, I believe we already got the guy in the building. And that was Taysom Hill he was talking about. And that developmental process, it took some time. Um, now, Taysom Hill turned out to be such a valuable asset everywhere else because we talked about it. He can play wide receiver, slot wide receiver, backup tight end, starting tight end. He can play fullback. He can play QB. He can play RB. Like, ain't nothing he can't do. And that became more of a value add to his football team. Plus, he does a lot on special teams that people don't even give him credit for. So it became so valuable that they decided that that was the best route. But Sean had had plans on making Taysom Hill their quarterback eventually. Um so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I do believe, I do believe uh, Sean will, will definitely address that position come this draft. Question, Mike, you're okay using one of our first draft picks on a quarterback instead of helping out our offensive line? Well, you can, you can do both, first of all. But, yes, I, I do believe the, the, the quarterback, you have to have a fallback plan in case Russ doesn't work out. And you... I've always said this. You have to be in the quarterback development business until you know you have your guy. Well, the, the you have to be. The old saying is you you need to be in the drafted quarterback business every year. And then just start giving those guys opportunities and seeing how they react and seeing how they, you know, progress in the pro game. And some guys... Some guys don't reach their potential till they get into the pro game. And, you know, the pro game is like the great crucible, right? Some guys, some guys are refined in that crucible. Some guys melt in it, right? Some yeah. guys just. It's like going to graduate school. Right. Get your master's, right? Right. So. This isn't general studies at Idaho. No, it's not. General studies is a. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so. You got to know a little bit about everything. <laughs> yes. I mean. Poof. So we're doing, based on your recommendations, your voting, what the Sean Payton song is going to be on our show moving forward. Every coach has a song here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elvis, a little less conversation, a little more action in a better than anticipated showing from Rocky Mountain Way by Joe Walsh. Put up a good fight, but ultimately uh, Elvis, the heavy favorite, moved on. So he's uh, that song is into the finals. Here's the other semifinal matchup for you to vote on 
at 303-713-1043, we have this. That would sound pretty good. Yeah. Behind a Sean Payton cut. Yeah. And, uh, that would sound pretty good. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Right. It's That's got Sean Payton. It's got a good now, bed Hold on, it. Mike. I want to give a second option to that same song, and I'll do the same with the next song we have oh. coming up. Oh, you got to But right. that's like the instrumental. We're instrumental. But now we got. Okay. Through. Here. Keep, go ahead, Fever. You, you, hey, this is your show, man. Yeah. Go. Go ahead. Or with lyrics. That's what we're being. That, that, right that was kind of the reaction to yeah. Sean Payton. No more Mr. Nice Guy. So you got uh, that versus instrumental and words. Here we go. These players don't know what they're in for. They're going to be thunderstruck. Yeah. And, and your other other part of that, Fever? He's, he's, yeah, those fingers are flying. Yeah, they are. And honestly, we could always just like take part of that yeah. intro yeah. and then attach it to this yeah. so it kind of comes yeah. in. All right, so your vote. Again, this is all you. Uh, vote 303-713-1043. No more Mr. Nice Guy or Thunderstruck to move into the finals. Mm. And then we'll have the final vote uh, here coming up next. The NBA trade deadline is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Will Calvin Booth make a move to ship Bones Highland out of town? Or should the Nuggets keep the young guard around to help their push to the championship? Honored by the Colorado Broadcasters Association as Denver Radio's best when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. Denver Sports Station, 104.3. The Fan. Window Nation are the window experts. All they do is windows. And right now, they want to get to know you. Let's get you started with an amazing offer. Pay zero down, make no payments, and get 0% financing for 24 months. Plus, get two free windows with every two you buy, and there's no limit. We've all been stunned by our electric bills this winter, right? Over 40% of your utility bill is heating costs. Good windows make a huge difference. Our first house was older. Cold weather, I'd put my hand to the window and just feel the cold coming in. My blood pressure would spike. Been in a new house now for about seven years, and there's such a difference. Way more energy efficient. Cuts down on outside sound as well. Plus, they just look better. Reach out to Window Nation. No pressure. They're experts. All they do is windows. Windows that are specifically designed for Colorado. Pay nothing for 24 months, plus buy two windows, get two free on any style window. You may also get a $500 federal tax credit. Call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. That's windownation.com. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Twin Peaks presents Schlereth and Evans. Hey, the Superbook Sports Big Game Challenge. Yes. What big game, Mike? Which one? The big game on Sunday, Mark. 
The big game on Sunday, is it the Nuggets? <laughs> the Avs? Oh, it's so funny. You can't, yeah, well, anyway. Uh, we've got your chance to win $500 cash in the Superbook Sports Big Game Challenge. Head to denversports.com slash challenge and make your predictions for Philly and KC before Sunday's game and you're entered to win. That's denversports.com slash challenge. For the big game. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. I never played in the big game, but I played in three Super Bowls. <laughs> you hot snot, you. <laughs> oh. By the way, you, you, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. What was that? When I uh, got you to say that this Super Bowl is far more important for the Chiefs than it is the Eagles. Chief fan does not like to hear this. They want to think that their window is going to be open for, like, the next decade. Yeah. But windows close. Even you, you look at, like, the Patriots, right? For all their success, mm-hmm. they won three Super Bowls early between, what, 2001 and 2005 or six. Then they went, like, like eight years, six, seven, eight years before they won another one, and then they won... The rest of them in another. Well, they had been to a couple, though, because they got beat by the Giants twice. But we're talking about winning them. Yeah, winning. So here you got the Chiefs going to five straight AFC championship games. Uh This is their third Super Bowl. You got to win that second one. Otherwise, you become... Losers. (laughs) I was going to say the dynasty that never was, but losers sound good. Yeah. I'll go with losers. Loser sounds good. Yeah, and then eventually, 20, 30 years later, people were talking about what an incredible run you guys had. Like the Buffalo Bills, who went to four straight and never won one. You know, but what an amazing college. They'll be, you know, I mean, there'll be some, it will, it will look better in time, but it will still be only one. It is time to vote. We've come to the finals. Okay. Championship game. Mm. One shining moment. One shining moment. So the... By the way, this was a... Bracket style was a brilliant by Johnny. This was Fever's idea. Good this job. This is Fever. Yeah, all Fever. But on this show, all of our coaches have their own sound so mm-hmm. that whenever we play a, a sound by from the coach, we have their own music behind so, it. By the way, somebody asked me what was Vic Fangio's. They couldn't remember. It was the Sanford and Son theme. Yes, it was. <laughs> 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 He'd be like, yeah, there's just something about Vic that evoked images of a junkyard. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it was, but uh, it, it was very apropos. So it's uh, time for the final. These are based on your nominations, your voting. These are the songs that uh, were nominated, got seated, and a- 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 actually uh, uh, advanced throughout yeah. the brackets. So, so here's how you you want to do it. You, you play a little bit of uh, Sean Payton, and then the song comes up behind it. So here you go. Here are the finals. Here's a little Sean Payton. Personal okay. Jeez. Yes. Building with access who wasn't on the staff. Good job, Dmac. Good question. All right. All right. So now you now you play the now the now the song. Here's your first finalist. Hey, a little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation and satisfaction in the media. A little more fight, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and be satisfied. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. That is... That's just, it's so appropriate. Sean Payton's come to town. It's 
He said the other day, hey, like some more anonymous donors. Yeah. I love that. Let's get some people off social media. Anonymous donors. Love it. Little less conversation, a little more action. So there's that. There's Elvis. There's uh, Elvis versus. I appreciate one more time um, the Walton Penarnership Group for having me back and look forward to making you proud. Um, look forward to working with everyone in here and, uh, and building that winning culture. It, it's something that. Is, it's not easy. It's something that is is daily, monthly, and it's something that can slide or slip quickly. Um, I feel like we did that in New Orleans. Mm. Ooh. By the way, I just need that opening riff of uh, "No more Mr. Nice Guy" again, just to kind of just 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 make it really clear to everybody. Okay, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. That's man. pretty solid. All right, so you vote. 303-713-1043. we got about uh, four minutes to vote. So lightning round. Here we go. Is it uh, Elvis? Little less conversation, a little more action, or no more Mr. Nice Guy? Sean Payton. Yeah. Woof. It's a good one. They, they, it's, that's, it's, that's, they're going, it's battling back that's, and that's, forth. That's, that's Dukey, Kentucky squaring off right there. Uh-huh. A couple of blue bloods. You're going to be heading out to Phoenix today. Yes, I am. You're going yes, to be uh, joining. Well, you're going to be there on, on Fox, for Fox mainly. Yeah. But uh, we've got our we got our people down there. We got uh, Mace, mm-hmm. Rachel, yeah, James Marilatz down there. So yeah, we got all the digital folks. Yeah, probably pumping out great digital content right now as we speak. As we speak, go to DenverSports.com. Check it all out. But you'll be on tomorrow with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From a hotel room, probably. Probably in, in my your underpants. Under, in your underpants. Yeah. Hey, if I can get you just in your underpants. It's a I'll, win. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> Better for, than the alternative. Right. That's a win for Denver. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a uh, sexy photo of myself like Tom Brady Ooh, in yeah. his underpants. Man, America's not ready for that. Uh, it's, uh, wow, we are getting, they are flying in. Who do you think's, uh, who do you think's I, winning? Um, it's, it's pretty close, man. It's pretty close. I would, whoa. Hey, Elvis, 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 Alice, Alice. No more Mr. Nice Guy. No more Mr. Elvis. But, I mean, it's, as fast as you can say it, it's coming in. I think my cursory Ooh, glance here close. is no more Mr. Nice Guy, but it is this thing is tighter than mouse testicles. <laughs> I mean, they're nestled right up against each other. It, yeah, it's... You want to call it? Are you ready to project a winner? Oof. Uh, Whew, it is... Wow. wow, it is close. I think Johnny's going to have like, to... Yeah, let's, let's call the time. I'll go back and I'll actually count them up. Okay, and we can count do a them big up, reveal so tomorrow. Yeah, we yeah. got a big we'll, reveal we'll, tomorrow. We'll do the big reveal tomorrow. Yep. Okay, you You're, guys. Yeah, because so eight fifty-five and thirty seconds. I'll call it there, and then I'll tally everything, all the votes, and then I'll give you guys the numbers tomorrow. Let's do eight fifty-six. Call it eight fifty-six even, because they are flying. Man, I can't believe I've never seen the text line fly like this. We are getting hundreds of votes right now. I mean, good job. This, this is awesome. This is great to see. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Uh, All right. We'll do the big reveal tomorrow based on your votes. But in the meantime, we'll turn things over to the uh, Players Club. Coming up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bathfitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bathfitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bathfitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bathfitter, it just fits. 